Welcome to Lost to Win, the podcast series talking all things health and fitness from us, Trey and Tiffany Cotton. While we're no experts, we have been able to find success on our own journeys, me in finding balance and me in successfully losing 150 pounds. Follow us as we have guests and industry experts and much more. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Lost to Win. What's up guys? My name is Trey. And I'm Tiffany. And uh, today we're going to be talking about um, macros, macronutrients, and how to implement just the tracking of macros um, to help like with your actual diet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So something I'm pretty excited for us to talk about because this is really just a staple for us and how we are able to have healthy, balanced lives with fitness and are able to, um, it's really a way to hone in and kind of tune goals that you might have, like, you know, either body-wise or energy-wise or whatever the case is. So this is something I think we're both pretty excited to talk about. Right. So like, it's not really macro counting or macro tracking. Um, it's just more of like an implementation of how to like what you want your um, consumption to be so you know it's not necessarily like a diet in the sense of trying to have a weight loss it's just diet in the sense of what you're consuming so and and it gave you a lot of freedom um, whenever you were trying like searching for uh, coming out of anorexia and stuff like that Um, it gave me a better idea of how nutrition should be viewed yeah right I mean like yeah so I have talked about before I've definitely had times of severe restriction with food and then went into kind of a binge restrict cycle so viewed food as being bad um, or certain types of food as being bad and so if I had those foods then uh, clearly I messed up it was bad. It was bad food. So I needed to restrict, um, or make up for that somehow. And then I kind of just had a season where I, I don't know, I wasn't really honing in on nutrition and I was getting really active again, but I just wasn't seeing results that I wanted and entered macros. Like I learned what macronutrients are and it really was just a huge, Uh, mind shift for me and really helped me to see food as fuel and hone in on how to how to use that and use that for all of my goals and I think and I think it's important with what you just said to say like I I keep saying it's a diet but really it's just a tool uh, to be used uh, for a diet and really uh, the thing we always preach uh, mostly on the show is calories in calories out and macros or, or just learning how to count macros and track macros is a huge uh, beneficial tool uh, when you're also tracking just overall calories. Because at the end of the day, m- macronutrients are what equals energy. So like obviously we're always going to talk about calories in, calories out, how much your body, it's a fuel. So you know if your, your body needs 2,000 calories to run on, uh, then you need to supply it with 2,000 calories. And if you don't, you're going to be either in a surplus or a deficit. Well, those calories are made up of macronutrients, which are what? 
Yeah, so no matter what, they're made up of protein, carbohydrates, fats, and also there's alcohol yeah, but is its own yeah, macronutrient. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. we're going to focus mostly uh, for the purposes of this on protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Right. So, um, and we're going to kind of explain what that ratio can do and all that kind of stuff. But first, let's just talk about the fact that it's essential to have all three. Any diet that negates one altogether is not good. Um, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a medical professional. I have had zero schooling when it comes to, um, you know, medicine in general. Um, but I'm telling you guys, with each, with all three of these things, they do provide different functions to the body that are essential for us to uh, work efficiently in just the way that we were built. So negating an entire macronutrient. Uh, within those three, right? Like you, you can probably negate alcohol and be one hundred percent fine. I'm sure but, you could, <laughs> but but that's not even really considered. And I mean, we're not really considering that in the realm of the macronutrients. Macronutrients are protein, fat, and carbs. And to negate one of those, um, it, it can have negative effects for sure. Yeah. So, um, let's start with the. Uh, I, I think the first one that you always want to start with is is carbs. Um, it's kind of the biggest, the, the biggest one. I mean, it, 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 you, you see it the most. I mean, like, first off, it's the most hated. Mm-hmm. It gets, well, I don't well, know, it really, carbs and fat are both pretty hated, but. I think, I think they all go through seasons as with anything. Um, so there's been seasons of, you know, eliminating fat from the diet, but I think right now we're kind of in a time where carbs are bad. And right. I, I think most generally you hear something about carbs being bad and that's just not the case carbs are wonderful and they the the main function of carbs is energy mm-hmm. that is the energy source that is how uh the the body gets energy mm-hmm. is from carbs yeah so you know uh there's there's a whole realm we could just go down a whole hour-long episode about just everything that carbs can do. But for the most part, um, whenever you your body digests carbs, it turns it into uh, glycogen, and that is now a usable energy for our body, um, and it can be stored in the liver and muscles. So, um, you know, people make jokes or whatever, but, like, it's very, very effective to carbo-load before big races or, or big... Um, things that you're going to need a ton of energy from because your your body is actually able to store glycogen so well um, at, from from carbohydrates. So, you know, you'll eat a ton of this. You'll eat basically in a surplus. Your body will store all that energy. And before it has a chance to kind of go dormant uh, or turn into fat, you know, you're able to reserve or use it uh, from reserves, you know, in these big long races. So, mm-hmm. um Carbohydrates uh, are extremely, extremely important when it comes to energy. Now, it, it can be turned into fat. It can do all these little things just like anything else. But Anything in a surplus. Yep, but mm-hmm. carbohydrates are mainly meant for fuel. I mean, that is like anything can be used for... I mean, obviously, all three of them are used for energy in some capacity. Um, but this is the like main source of like... This is the octane part of the fuel or whatever. Like this it's is the, what the body was intended to use to process into energy. Right. 
And, you know, I think, uh, so some different sources of carbs, of course you have bread, you have, um, a lot of vegetables have carb, carbohydrates in them, um, rice, oatmeal, uh, fruits. So, you know, inherently, if you're thinking of all of the different things that have carbs, like it's not bad. Um, and there's lots of different ways to get carbohydrates. So, and, uh, one of the, one of the, um, actual types of carbs, um, that is kind of important to also remember, um, is fiber. And the reason why is because our body actually is not able to digest fiber, but it's actually super important. So, um, you know, knowing like it's a lot of these things have high carbs, but some of them actually have like, you know, a decent amount of fiber. And that's where a lot of that high carb is coming from. Well, that that's not going to be as, um, we're not going to have a chance to store that energy into fat or whatever. Um, but that fiber does have like, it's really good for our intestines. It's really good for digestion health like that. So, um, yeah. So next we've got, let's talk about fats. So, uh, fats are, again, something that's very important and it plays a huge role in hormone balance and just regulating different, you know, chemicals and, and like I said, hormones and things like that. So that's super important as well, especially, um, especially for females, it's important for everybody, but when it comes to, you know, female bodily functions and things, that's super important. So, uh, one of the things I think is interesting about fat is that, you know, and I've talked about it in previous episodes, but, um, the modern food pyramid, uh, has kind of made fat out to be this enemy. And to your point, it it helps regulate a lot of hormones like that. And the way it does that is it gives our body, uh, tons of different fatty acids that we're actually unable to process or, or, or make ourselves, uh, like I think it's, uh, omega three. Uh, as a fatty acid that we cannot produce and that's really really important for that hormonal balance if we don't have that uh we're or sorry if we're not eating that we're not going to be able to get that um fatty acid which will help regulate those hormones so like by negating an entire food group or or macronutrient you would actually be hormonally in a deficit we're not de- or de- just deficient right mm-hmm. i mean like does yes. that make sense yeah okay yep deficient in that hormone so um something since we're talking about fat that's important i think to um bring up is is that when when we're talking about energy right so a calorie is just one it's a unit unit of measurement on how our body runs right okay so a gram of protein or a gram of carbs or a gram of fat is going to equal a certain measurement of energy but they're not all equal so carb is actually nine grams or sorry four four calories per one gram of carb so if you're eating a food but food and it has four grams of carbs in it that's going to have 16 calories okay similarly uh with protein it's also four calories per one gram of protein with fat, since we're talking about that right now, it's important to know that, and I think this is probably why there's that stigma, 
you know, is that one gram of fat actually equals nine calories. So when you're looking at ratios and you're looking at a diet, your amount of fat is still gonna be significantly lower than the rest of your other macros, even if your ratio is like, you know, very um, av- like very uh, spread out evenly. So, you know, you could be working with a, a 33.3, 33.3, 33.3 diet where they're all equal or, you know, trying to all be equal, but your fat would technically be lower because it's going to be less grams. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't like the way that our studio is set up now to where I can see you this well because you're just so intent when you look at me. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just like, following what you're saying. I know, but I don't like We're saying, does that make sense so many <laughs> times on these podcasts? It makes, everyone's probably like, what is wrong with him? Okay, so carbs, energy, fat, really good for uh, giving us those fatty acids for our hormone balance. So last is protein. So do you want to cover protein? Yeah, protein um, is, you know, one of the ones that you're going to want to try to have a stable amount of that uh, as much as possible, whereas carbs and fats you can play around with a little bit more. But protein is essential for muscle growth, muscle maintenance, um, just repairing of all of that. So, you know, protein has become one of those things with like bodybuilders and stuff that they're walking around with their protein shakes and everything. Um, You can absolutely get enough protein without any sort of protein supplement or anything, but that's just the fact that protein is important for building muscle and when you're trying to, you know, increase your muscle mass, um, that's, that's what that is. So that's definitely, um, that's where that comes from. And you are typically going to want to have, uh, just kind of for maintenance purposes around 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 140 pounds, you're typically going to be around 140 grams of protein a day. If you're looking to really put on mass or if you are maybe in a deficit and you're trying to preserve as much muscle mass as you can, then you can even go up to like 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. So um, really, you know, I sticking at least within a range is great. Um, I think trying to hit that protein number is is definitely one of the things I prioritize for sure. Um, and I mean they're all they're all important, dependent on goals, but that one is is super important. So when it comes to training in general, or you know whether it be cardiovascular. Um, trying to go for these long endurance runs or or these big power lifting people, protein is going to play a huge part into your training. And the big reason why is because the amino acids that our body breaks protein down into is essential for not just muscle growth, but also muscle repair. Mm-hmm. Every time you go out and put out a session out there into whatever discipline you have, um, you're going to be tearing muscle fibers. Uh, if you're doing it well... I mean, not all sessions are going to be these huge, uh, you know, experiences, but 
if you're in the gym trying to lift weights, yeah, you want to do some muscle tearing. Uh, well, not muscle tearing. You don't want to tear a muscle, but you know what I mean. You want yeah, to... you're, you are. You're creating little micro tears. Essentially, muscle growth is muscle repair. So these amino acids then come in, and they're actually the building blocks that help create, you know, the repair itself, or it can be used for more growth itself. So, like, that's why it's so important. Um, that's the foundation of what that muscle is built on. What's so cool about the body is that like it'll function to an extent on what it's given. So if you were to negate an entire, you know, food group uh, or not food group, but um, macronutrient like protein um, and lift weights, your body would be able to probably fill that muscle with things that weren't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we can see the body function. But it's going to be functioning so importantly, so it's really, really important that uh, we're giving it the right things. And each one of those things has such a unique function. So to try to force it to do something that it's not meant to do, um, I just, I feel like you're going to get some inefficient results, you know? And that's not to sit here and say that people that do the keto diet or um, do these low-fat diets... um, are doing anything wrong but when you see exactly what each one is meant to do and that they're not neat none of them are evil um, you you learn that there is a really really cool balance between the three right and and really yeah when the body is designed to function a certain way and then you are by eliminating a certain group you are causing it to then function a different way it it will it may function but it's not going to be to the optimum level that that it could if you were giving it what it needed based on the designed function of the body and and just to that point i mean like when we talk about implementation into like just tracking macros we talk about the freedom that it has and how much uh you know flexibility you have within it but that being said like not even all our carbs are technically created equal. I can be giving myself great uh, 55 grams of carbs within a you know, uh, better non-processed food versus processed food. Um, and that's going to make me run more optimally than the processed food. So not all of them are created equal. So um, while we will talk about how much, you know, how much freedom there is in this, just always remember that your body runs on what we give it. Just because we're we're all functioning somewhat fine doesn't mean we can't be functioning better. So just um, always take that with a grain of salt. That like if you know you see these big diets, and like well that worked for them. Sure, did it work? It, it may have worked fine for them, but were they? How did they feel? You know what was the actual effects? When I did keto, guys, I was like shredding weight. Um, it was super effective, but like it gave me the flu um and we'll talk more about maybe a, we'll do maybe a keto episode at some point um i know you said yeah, you i think were, that'd be fun for you to talk about <laughs> but uh but yeah so so obviously we're going to be stressing you know within macro counting the the importance of the balance of all three and i know there's a lot of trends out there that are taking out entire macronutrients yeah. i just wouldn't suggest it um and that's and that's a big reason why is because those when you look at all three categories and what they can do, um, 
you realize you kind of need all three. Yeah. So let's kind of just talk about, you know, maybe balancing it and, and where you might start out versus um, kind of continuing to implement it. Uh, so there are calculators out there that make it super easy for you to plug in numbers and get at least kind of a starting point. Um, I generally use uh, TDEE dot... TDEE net. <laughs> he knows what I use. Uh, and so you can plug in, you know, height, weight, all of that, and it'll give you... And, and your activity level and uh, how um, just those things. And so then it'll give you kind of a base calorie point as well as break down what that looks like macro-wise. And, um, you know, of course, with activity level, you need to be honest about the activity level that you are, that you are doing or else it's not going to be very efficient. Um, and then, you know, from there we utilize my fitness pal. And so you can go in there in the free version and you can put how many calories and grams of protein, grams of fat, grams of carbs a day. And, uh, you know, I think starting off, I looked at the pie chart version of it to kind of see where I was at with my macros. So it'll break it up for you and you can kind of see, um, how you're doing on carbs versus amount of fat and protein um, throughout your day. And um, a big trick that we've talked about before is pre-logging. So, uh, but you know, just starting out, it really is a lot of just kind of trial and error and learning, just learning what foods have different macronutrients and, um, kind of making almost a game out of it to hit your numbers. And, uh, and that's kind of how, how I started out with it and have definitely, uh, loosened up a lot. So like I said, I, I still hit protein. Um, I have a range of about 15 grams that I try to hit within every day. Um, my carbs and fats honestly kind of vary dependent on goals I have at the time and just what I have coming up. So if I have a long run the next day, I'm probably going to try to get more carbs. Um, but I also still try to hit a certain amount of fat as well to make sure I'm getting all those fatty acids. Yeah. And plus most of the things that have fat in it taste like make things taste really good let's be honest like uh whenever it's fat free you're always like it doesn't taste that good you're like yeah because that's amazing (laughs) and also what was funny is i I forgot to mention this but uh i was actually reading something not that long ago and fat is a really cool way for us to absorb micronutrients Mm. so Mm -hmm. um you know if you are not intaking a good amount of fat there's a good chance that you're actually you could be micronutrient deficient Mm. because your body's not absorbing as well because our body just absorbs fat really well. That would make all those greens that I take just not even matter. Man, Wouldn't even be worth it. Gross. <laughs> One of the things that I thought was really cool whenever I started, um, like I, I learned what macros were and started like researching this and you kind of helped me, helped me implement this from day one of whenever I started losing weight on this journey. 
that was like what you did is you so i was like hey tiff i want to lose weight and you're like okay well we'll go get groceries in like a few weeks and i'm like no like i'm starting tomorrow you're like okay (laughs) so then we calculated out what my expenditure was what my goal was from there what my macros would look like and we all did this through a a format called iifym.com which stands for if it fits your macros and uh we definitely uh she taught me pre-logging from the beginning so like i i have no idea what my initial numbers were but let's just say for argument's sake that it was around 1600 calories I was probably shooting for 190 grams of protein because I was 300 pounds. So I wasn't going to just half that. Uh, And then, I mean, we then probably some pretty low numbers on carbs and fat. But yeah, whenever you're looking at it, you're looking at it per gram. And so we were pre-logging. So like we, you know, you would start kind of picking out your your big meal at first and then you would pre-log that. And then you would kind of use your snacks to kind of micro-tune everything. And then you would have what you were going to eat for the day. And then you knew you were just going to be within your your macro levels. Well, as you kind of go on, sometimes you're not always good about pre-logging your entire day. You're not good about packing everything, uh, getting everything ready. And so you talk about it all the time. You go in, you're at lunch, and you have something that's not within your regularness if you would uh you know it's going to be that splurging well what's cool about macros is you just plug that in and you don't really focus on the fact that it was quote unquote bad you just see okay that was 40 grams of carbs you know 15 grams of protein and you know nine grams of fat and that's just going into your ratio that just goes into your bank and if you that put you into a caloric surplus okay then now you're in a caloric surplus it's like not the end of the world it makes you realize that food is just three different levels of macronutrients at the end of the day. The little things that will make you perform better, you know, one carb versus a different carb, does that's that's really small in the big, big scale of things when it comes to, you know, just overall fitness. Um, if you're training for a marathon, then yeah, maybe really focus in on what kind of carbs you're eating. But if you are 300 pounds and you're just knowing where to start, just understand that everything is made up of three macronutrients and just keeping those within certain elements, it makes it to where you can actually still enjoy food. Right. And I think, yeah, you, you hit a great point of what I love about macros is that I, I'm a person, I love routine. I don't like to have my schedule or it takes me a little bit at least to like reframe my focus of okay my schedule's changing so you know this about me very well so if I pre-log things you know that's great and going along with it if I do decide yeah I want to go out to lunch for somebody's birthday or something and I end up having a meal that's yeah that wasn't what I had planned I instead of completely freaking out and thinking the whole day is derailed and so then I just go into the spiral of eating whatever yeah you fit it in there and and the thing about that is it may not even put you in a caloric surplus you had thought in your head oh this food is bad so clearly it's going to wreck everything when really 
No, you just kind of modify. Maybe you don't have one of your other snacks for the day or you change it to be a higher protein snack, whatever the case is, you modify it and it allows you this freedom to actually still enjoy life. And you're going to stick with that way more than you're going to stick with something that just makes you say no to going out to lunch or makes you get something on the menu that you never, ever, ever would pick, but you do it because you think it's healthy and, you know, so I think that's what I, that is why macros for me stuck and I was able to work with it so well because it gave me that freedom. Well, and I, I think it's, it's important too. It's like, it made me, it just made every, I say everyone, it makes, it made both of us in our different experiences realize that we don't have to go to a specific food thing and be like okay this has low calorie or low sugar blah blah blah. you just look at those 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 three basic elements and as you're kind of putting them in then you also kind of learn what things have what and you just learn what a good balance of diet looks like you know uh i don't know like i i don't think that i'm to a point where i'm great at intuitive intuitive eating but I have gotten to a point where I know generically what things are going to have in it. And even just to a general point of just like calories in general. um, Well, and even just kind of the ability to go maybe to a party. So allotting, Hey, I've got like thousand calories that I can have. I have no idea what's going to be there. I mean, we can kind of walk in and say, all right, you know, this might be made up of this and this and this. And um, so it just, I think, being more regimented on it in the beginning lays that foundation for you to just know what is in food. And so now I think both of us can kind of just look at different options and say, okay, this is going to be more heavy on this macronutrient, things like that. And that just allows you to, again, be not even just more flexible because that's not necessarily the key to all this. I just think it makes it more enjoyable sustainable sustainable less stressful i i hated whenever i was on a so a strict diet like macros isn't even a like i said it's not even a diet it's just a tool you're just looking at something because of these tools that we gave you tdee calculator.net or iifym.com are both going to give you um kind of like a generic guideline of what those ratios would look like But I think even within both tools, it may even give you three different types of options because the reality is, friends, um, you are going to perform great differently than the person next to you overall. So like protein is a good guideline of that 1.0, that 0.8, 1.0, 1.2, you know, based off of various goals because again those are beta or those are the building blocks those amino acids so like you just want to make sure you're giving your body the the actual proper amount of substance it needs uh for how you're built but like the amount of carbs and the amount of fat kind of depends on who you are as a person what you're doing in that in that specific part of life and just overall how you want to feel some people really do feel great on how they run and I say run, not like running outside, just like how their body runs. Um, they feel great with a higher fat diet than, you know, than carb. And, and for me, that wasn't the case, obviously. Um, 
but it's just so so when you look at these ratios the big thing like like tiff said is you're going to focus on starting off with that protein getting that kind of in there cemented in there so if you you know weigh 150 pounds your goal weight's 150 pounds or whatever that's 150 grams of protein give or take now that's essentially um 600 calories of your day you have to now build the rest of your if your diet's 2000 calories that's 1400 calories that you still have to build with carbs and fat and this kind of gives you that freedom of just going like cool let me put the foods that i want to put in there and see where it brings me you know i was able to fit in um the the meal that i talked about all the time burgers fries and, and ice cream why because you know i i wanted a burger and the macros that were in the onion seasoned turkey burger met what would fit into my diet. You know, that was also with the lower, cause I couldn't, I would always go so high on carbs so easily for me just cause I love carbs. So uh, we would use the sandwich thins, which were lower in carbs. Just these little things, you plug it all in and then you see like, oh man, I gotta have all this stuff and it all fit in. And so it was just a really cool tool even more than just the calorie counting because calorie counting can get tricky if you're not balancing them well you will be eating 2,000 calories where you're not going to feel as full you're not going to feel as just fulfilled in general you're not going to run as optimally by making sure you're having at least a good balance of all three it, it just makes a world of difference and plus you also just start feeling a ton better you're gonna I mean like at the end of the day, it's calorie deficit, but if you are giving your body really, really good fuel, it's, you're just going to be probably losing at a better and more efficient rate. So yeah, there's just, it's overall just knowing how macros work and how they affect the body is a super important, I think. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned a little bit ago, that was kind of the point I was at where I was getting back into being active and I was working out, but I just wasn't seeing the the changes that I, I wanted to and, and macro counting just really because it, it just helped everything to kind of go to where it needed to go and and really helped me perform better and so it definitely made a difference for sure I mean you can yeah you can just calorie count but I think just understanding the breakdown of, of what those calories are is huge and understanding how to best fuel your body. Especially if your goals are to be more in that athletic discipline aspect. Protein is just so key into all that. Um, so making sure that you're intaking enough protein, just it, it, get, it lets your body, even if you're like, well, I don't need to like get all bulky. It's just good for a reparative function as well. So mm-hmm. um, it's, Fun fact, it's probably one of the hardest things to hit. It really, not, 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 I guess if you're taking protein powder, which um, we'll tell you right now, um, you know, there's not a supplement in the world I think that's ever needed. Um, but there are ones that we actually do opt in to take because we find benefit from them. You know, we've both uh, been users of CBD products because, you know, uh, there's a topical that we use from Joyous Green that's a really good product. Um, that uh like it it works wonders on my knees uh we've used protein powder because it's a really really efficient way to get protein without having to consume other macros you know whenever you're eating 
unless you're eating really, really lean cuts of like meat, most of the time when you're getting high protein and these protein bars are going to be coming with a ton of sugar and other things. So you're going to see a ton of like, so pro protein bar, 20 grams of protein, sweet, probably 40 grams of carbs. And that's really hard to like keep that balance going. Um, so I, you do see a lot of people using protein powder and stuff like that. Um, I will say one, one thing that I also thought was interesting in, in researching some of the fun things about protein um, was that, so there's tons of different types of amino acids. Actually, there's like over 20 different types of amino acids. Eight of them are considered essential that our body has to have, and meat has all eight different types. So if you eat a meat product, you're going to be getting all eight different types of amino acids. Mm. And what I thought was interesting is that plants by nature do not produce all eight different types so like you know like proteins are in plants still uh plant based plant based protein is uh really common but uh by itself it doesn't uh have all eight so you have to like have different different types of plant proteins mm -hmm. to be able to get the same diet by just going to like yeah. one animal or source. just supplement yeah. yeah so so for anyone who out there who is uh, vegetarian or vegan or whatever, um, just just note that like uh, um, you can definitely get protein from not eating meat, but it is a little bit harder, and it's still just as important. So, if not more so, um, I know vegans and vegetarians also miss out on some micronutrients as well by not eating, uh, consuming meat. Um, so just uh, keeping that in mind. That's another thing about. Another important reason why it's just important to track macronutrients in general, I think, is just making sure that, um, you know, you're consuming what you need to be consuming. So. Right. Yeah. So another thing about macros, uh, you mentioned the IIFYM calculator, if it fits your macros, and this goes into what you were saying earlier about performing optimally. I think macros sometimes get a bad rep for being just you can eat all of this crap food and it's great and it works. And while I, we definitely fit, um, I call them fun foods <laughs> into our diet. Uh, it's not a free for all. I mean, we don't take it that way. And that's not, I don't, that's not what IIFYM was intended to be. Um, it's just allowing you to have freedom. So like if, if you want that slice of pizza and it fits your macros if you can make it fit awesome it's gonna fit into your daily allotment and you know you just uh, work everything around it so i do want to say that um you know there are definitely times where you can fit fun foods in and you should to keep it sustainable but it is also super important to still have those foods that have micronutrients in it and that um, are going to make you feel good because we have, there are times where I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to have a few fun days or whatever and eat some fun things that still do fit in my macros and my calorie count, but I can feel a difference. Like it's, it's kind of, um, crazy how, how much of a difference it can make if you're not fueling with good stuff as well. Yeah. And I guess that that's, I guess you know, when you look at trying to talk about a topic, <clears throat> you want to talk about all the things that are going to make people go like, yeah, that's like really, really encouraging. And, uh, 
I guess it goes without saying, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. Like there are like the reason why macros is so effective or was for us when we were looking at macros is like you would go, Oh, hey, you guys are having pizza? That doesn't fit today. Does that make sense? Like yeah. we do talk about all the time about how awesome like the flexibility is and it is, guys. You can have a lot of foods that you really enjoy. Um, you learn how to make sure that you're still getting things that make you happy and whatever. But I mean, it goes without saying, but guys, I ate a lot less than I used to eat. So like there was decisions made learning macros did teach me that at the end of the day, like, Oh, I want a cookie. I don't have calories left to eat. Like I have to make a decision. Am I going to go into a surplus and potentially, negate whatever progress I had that day or was I going to go to bed knowing that like I wasn't that hungry I just wanted a cookie that was also that definitive decision it did not fit my macros so I do think that there has to come that balance in the mind as well as there are times where you get to have a cool cookie or a piece of pizza there are times where you're going to eat a piece of you know a chicken breast with broccoli that comes with it guys like Um, I know that like one of the reasons I really want to do this podcast in general, not just about macros, but overall was because like I wanted to encourage people to live a more healthy lifestyle because it's, it's shown me a new way of life. And I'm, I'm like, I, I'm still kind of in awe with uh, the fact that I've lost 160 pounds. I'm still in awe with the fact that I'm able to go out and run a, you know, a 5k with you this morning. Uh, you know, I'm able to go bike 30 miles yesterday. Those are things that I've never thought I was able to do. And it did come with, there were times where I was not eating the most fun meal. There were times where I didn't get to have cookies with my friends or pizza or whatever. There were times where I would be at work and I had a planned meal for that lunch. My friends would be like, Hey, we're going to lunch. Do you want to go? And I would need to say no. Like it didn't fit that day. Fitting in a lot of fun foods is extremely important. Just make sure that there is a balance there. And when we preach balance, we're also preaching that if we're not going to talk about it, you're also, you know, making sure that um, you're making good decisions on the off, off times as well. That's what's awesome about macros is that like, you know, you can fit a piece of pizza in knowing that you're going to have to make sure that whatever else is there is maybe less uh bougie if you will um that's the trick of the trade you know so does that make sense am i am i missing anything on that point no and i think i've discovered my word is fun your word is bougie yeah yeah so i i think (laughs) i have fun food you have bougie food usually it has either sugar or butter in it those are the two things in my opinion makes up bougie (laughs) so all right guys well i mean that's kind of like just kind of our take on just the three macronutrients, how to track them and, and what they can kind of do for, um, for you and your fitness goals. Um, I don't know. I hopefully, I don't think we missed anything, but I mean, yeah, I just think, um, that, yeah, that's a very basic introduction to it and, and the why behind doing it. Um, I think there's a lot more depth that, you know, if you're interested, you can look into it further, but that just kind of breaks down, kind of how to get started and and where to go and it is it is trial and error it's like you said there are different ratios that work best for some people and that doesn't work great for others so just give it a shot and yeah i mean like if you're if you're trying to build your own just with just numbers in general 
Um, they say, like we t- we've like we said a couple times, 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein per one pound of lean body mass. So, i.e., if you're overweight, guys, you're gonna want to be eating protein with kind of your goal weight. So, if you weigh 100, you know, 190, and you have a goal weight of 160, you're gonna be eating the protein for 160 or for that for that yeah goal weight. Um, and then with fat, or sorry. With carbs, uh, it's kind of recommended anywhere from um, 40 to 65% of your diet is in carbs because, again, guys, it's your, your main energy. It's your main fuel. And then that would put um, fat at around 20 to 35% of your diet. So, um, but, but again, it's all about how what makes you feel really good. Um, I, w- I would say put your protein somewhere pretty solid and then start going one week at a time, seeing what you like, what you don't like. Um, you might find that you can kind of keep those two, like kind of what you and I do, we kind of keep those two just kind of bouncing where they need to be for whatever we're kind of doing with the day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just kind of, you have cravings. Sometimes you're craving bread or, or your your body is just like, I want a good carb. Sometimes you're craving a fat. Um, so... Uh, you can kind of like let that be more intuitive, but if you want to be strict in those, you know, just kind of set those baselines on those percentages and then track to that. Yeah. And again, I think a disclaimer (laughs) goes on this as well. Um, I think with really anything food focused or diet focused, there is that danger of getting a little obsessive, a little restrictive and controlling. So if that is something that is already in your history, just be careful. I know for me it was super helpful, um, but I also had had several years of of kind of recovery from from being in the middle of that cycle. So it worked really well for me. Just you know, kind of be be aware. Don't if it starts to become obsessive or restrictive, then um, maybe back off. But again. You know, not everything is for everybody, but that this is, you know, this essentially is what you're already inputting into your body. It's just a way of kind of looking at it, engaging it. Yeah, you know, like, uh, I know anyone who's ever worked in the corporate world hates the idea of metrics, but they do share. I mean, that data is, is uh, you can use it to make really, really good decisions and, and tracking your macronutrients, it just helps make those decisions. Um, and I also want to point out that, uh, you're probably not, or we're probably going to mention that exact disclaimer more and more. (laughs) Uh, Tiffany is currently reading this like crazy book with all these different things because she is, I mean, I'm always writing books that have crazy diagnoses, (laughs) but like, uh, but all that to say, you know, just as a reminder, she's currently, uh, finishing up her master's degree to become a counselor. And so uh, she would never want to uh, give off a um, an idea that could be um, yeah. detrimental to someone. So she wants to always make sure she puts out there, like, if that could be detrimental for you, don't do it. So Right. Well, and, and there's just that, that history as well. But, yeah, every time I read about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is, you know, good reminder to be thinking of people that may struggle with that. So yeah, so. It's not. It's not uncommon, unfortunately, so it is a disclaimer that has to go out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, we're just going to be the disclaimer (laughs) podcast. 
I wonder how hard it would be to change all of our podcast names. So I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Well, guys, uh, that was Macros. Uh, again, as always, uh, if you guys want to follow us and, and let us have more ideas on what we can talk about, follow me at Lost to Win. And me at Flex in Freedom. And uh, make sure you're, uh, you guys are staying safe out there with COVID-19. Um, so... Who knows by the time this yeah, airs. Yeah, actually, I don't know. <laughs> if it, this might be airing, and we may, we be, may be okay. <laughs> maybe okay. Right when we're airing this, we're not. So uh, it's it's kind of like it's actually getting a little progressively worse as we speak. So uh, maybe that'll give you a clue when we recorded this. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. And, again, have a good day. All right. Bye.